Hey, listening friends, I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. Okay, so we're in the Fresh Start series in January, right? But we've talked about leveling up physically and mentally But today I'm talking about leveling up professionally. It doesn't matter if you um, work for somebody else, you work for yourself, you're an entrepreneur, you are a coach, or I'm just going to say all of these things apply if you're a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) So it doesn't matter who you are. You have a profession of some sort. Maybe you're a student. These, all of these things still apply. You are have skills that you're using somewhere, somehow, and all skills matter. Whatever you are a professional at is simply the thing that you are doing that takes the majority of your time and is what you're getting compensated for. And as a stay-at-home mom, I have never been paid in money, but I am compensated in other ways. So Let's just say I'm a professional stay-at-home mom. I'm also a professional work-at-home mom and a professional homeschooler and a professional coach and (laughs) a professional non-profit director and a professional mover, (laughs) professional transitioner. I don't know. I'm professional at a lot of things, and I bet you are too, so undo all of your funny thoughts about what it means to be a professional. You don't have to have high heels and a pencil skirt on or a suit jacket and a fancy tie, okay? So leveling up whatever it is you do professionally, I'm going to start with the simplest things. I'm going to say, ask other people to sew into you. Get a mentor, hire a coach, Do the investment into yourself in the area that matters so that the skills you have can grow and you can be aware of your strengths and weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, okay? Absolutely a a must. Number two, assess your skills. And you can do that on your own. You can ask other people to give you an assessment, especially if you work for somebody. And you can ask if you're a coach, you can ask... um, clients to assess, give evaluations and feedback, obviously. And I'm just going to say, if you're a stay-at-home mom, people are not afraid to give you their feedback, right? So uh, the next one is develop your skills. Go get more training. Like there's workshops and courses and books. And obviously I talk a lot about go be a lifelong learner. Go watch somebody who does the thing you want to develop in yourself, go watch them do it. Ask somebody to actually oversee your growth in an area, but always be adding more tools to your toolbox and practice. 
deliberately do more of what you actually want to grow in. Just find reasons, make space, and go practice. Practice makes progress. And get you know, feedback on all of the areas. Like As you grow, always be asking people to give you feedback. Don't ask the meanest person in the room. Ask somebody who is kind, but will, you know, has a critical eye and can say, you know, that that could work a little bit better if you did it this way or that area, the way you're doing that could use a little bit more attention and practice, etc. Okay. I'm going to say learning how to deal with different personalities is definitely a professional skill. I think a lot of people don't take into consideration, but no matter what your profession is, you're dealing with human beings. So you need to understand them to some degree and have a higher awareness. That's why I love the Enneagram is because it actually helps you see all the like the different possible perspectives out there. And the, uh, I don't know, grasp the reality. They're not all like you. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? What do you mean? But you have to deal with people in the world who don't do things the way you would do them and who don't naturally see what needs to be done and do it. Some who are more assertive, some who are more withdrawing, some who stop like doing anything once you walk in the room if you're their boss, right? People who don't step up to the plate if another leader is around. And that's a struggle if you are the leader or the boss because then it puts all of the work back on you that they should be doing because you're in the room and now they're nervous that you know, you would want to take over or they should be doing it the way you would want them to do it. And so some people just kind of take a step back. You, there are very kind, loving and directing ways to deal with each personality of person, but you actually have to go learn how to do that, become, you know, more highly aware of the possibilities of the different personalities you're dealing with and you have to practice. So back to that one. Also, communication skills. How you're communicating with the people inside of your profession has everything to do with your ability to get it, get something done well and efficiently, and your communication has so much to do with the way they're going to interpret what you're saying. Remember that we judge ourselves by our intentions. We judge other people by their behaviors. So that means you're judging yourself by your intentions that only you know, because nobody reads your mind and they don't know all of the things in your heart, right? None of them are God. So you are being judged by everybody else based on your external behaviors. And that includes your communication skills. So if you're not speaking in a language they can understand, again, back to different personalities, which means different languages, mentally and emotionally and psychologically. So that is so important because the way you're listening, speaking, um, writing, you know, especially in texts and emails, your, your ability to lead people or manage them, all of those things, including nonverbal communication, has a huge impact on what other people are receiving and interpreting from you and how they're going to respond or react to you. I would also say negotiation skills and conflict resolution skills are super important, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, but definitely if you're an entrepreneur who ever works with other human beings or you work for somebody, and especially in any type of leadership 
and management and HR positions. Go read books. Go learn things. Come on. There's so much out there for you. And even as an entrepreneur, if you're just working for yourself, you're a solopreneur right now, you are going to have people in front of you eventually. If it's not just the clients you're dealing with, eventually you'll hire a virtual assistant or a bookkeeper and you'll build a team around you at some point. So you're also going to need problem solving skills. There's always problems in everything you do. And this means that you need a level of emotional intelligence and critical thinking. And there's a lot of ways that you can develop problem solving skills. But I would say go back to what I've already told you about assessments and communication. That is really going to help you become aware of the problem and critique it, look at it from every side so you can get a better solution and develop a better strategy. But if you're able to work with other people on a team and actually develop a team to solve the problems, then greater efficiency and greater accomplishment and achievement at the end of the day is more likely for you, right? But critical thinking and emotional intelligence is um, really, really huge in that area. Also, teamwork and interpersonal skills need to be built up. And I don't know why these things are not classes in high school, people. Like, I just don't understand why this isn't taught in all the way through college and high school at the very least, but I do think it should start in elementary school. You have got to learn how to not just get better at typing. You have to learn better, create like I'm saying, critical thinking skills, um, collaboration, emotional intelligence, spiritual intelligence, communication, and creativity. Come on, these are all things that are going to up-level everything in your life. Because while some people are naturally born with these skills, some people just need to go read a book, watch a documentary, I don't know, you know, go get a mentor that can actually teach you and guide you, join um, a book club or some maybe somebody at church is doing the book uh, Spiritually, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Yeah, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and they have one for leaders too. Incredible book, required reading. You're welcome. So the next thing is organization, prioritization, delegation, and planning. You need these skills. If you want productivity, if you want to be a highly productive person in your world, then, and you want to do things actually efficiently and get them done, you need these skills. And technical skills, obviously, How can you find ways to actually add more technical skills to your, you know, put them in your toolbox, like Canva, graphic design, computer tech, um, navigating media and or social media, maintenance repair and type of like whatever the job is that you do, are you able to fix things? If you can work on those technical skills, then you have a greater chance of being recognized as somebody inside of the workplace that not just is growing, but can add to the skill set they were already hired for. So maybe your job and your title doesn't include social media, but when a boss finds out that that's something that you're really great at, then you add value to the workplace. 
if they find out that you're great at graphic design, they find out that, you know, there's more to you than meets the eye. So in addition to all of these things, management and leadership skills, even if you aren't in management and leadership, if you learn the skills, if you really pay attention to what's going on around you and develop a critical eye for these things, then there might be a ladder, right, to take you to advancement through positions and and things like that. Especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to need these skills. But learning how to actually manage and lead people is almost an area that you're not just going to learn about it, you're going to learn a lot about yourself in the process. So the service mindset, and I would add to that servant leadership, having a mindset that you're actually doing what you do to serve other people and not just be self-serving is a huge way to level up professionally. Everybody notices it. Customers, clients, bosses, coworkers, um, even just your family. That mindset is going to really, um, it's going to do something emotionally and relationally for you that technical skills and practicing doing better can only reach a little bit towards. So having a servant leadership mindset and everything that you do is going to be a really powerful skill. You know, you can always add continued education, get certifications, more training through online courses, ask your company to send you to something in order to like, ultimately you're just leveling up in order to add more value to whatever your profession is. You want to learn more, do better to add value and a positive attitude, you know, check the check the negativity at the door and do what you can to help other people look at you and say, I like being around them, right? That's going to make a huge difference at your job. And yes, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, you know that. Maybe you're a stay-at-home dad. And if you have a positive attitude, right? If mama ain't happy, nobody happy. So it makes a big difference. Try smiling. I'm practicing it all day long. <laughs> and what I mean by that is I'm practicing reminding myself to smile. <laughs> so sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like it. But last but not least, I'm going to throw out there what I look for in both the nonprofit and for-profit space because I really believe in hiring slow and firing fast. It serves everybody involved at the highest level. And The hiring slow part really allows time for me to see if somebody has what I would consider the three most necessary components that I require if they're going to work with me or for me. And that would be humility, flexibility, and teachability. And I firmly believe that if you have these three traits, you're going to be able to more easily attain all of the other skills I've listed and do well wherever you go. So I hope that this is helpful. And if you're a coach, remember you can contextualize everything on this list to your entrepreneurship, your solopreneurship, and your coaching practice. If you work for somebody else and you want to get paid more, you want to advance into other roles, then start showing up at a higher level right where you are and add value through these areas I've shared so that your employer 
can see how much value you add to the workplace and how willing you are to show up at a higher level. Remember, God cares about how you show up and lead yourself and affect the spheres of influence you're in, as well as your desire to personally grow in all the areas and serve the world around you. So you are a kingdom bringer while you're working. And keep in mind that work feels differently when you're doing all things as unto the Lord. Okay? So there's a list of some resources uh, in the show notes. I'm not going over all of the books, but there's some listed. Some of them are Christian authors and focused on uh, Christian practices. Some of them are not. I will tell you, read everything by John Maxwell, everything by Donald Miller, and everything by Brene Brown. I think they're all powerful leaders in the leadership uh, space. And there's another one. Um, it's called the five apology languages. And you've probably heard of the five love languages. But Gary Chapman, who wrote that, also wrote the five apology languages, the secret to like healthy relationships. I think that's valuable in every space. And there's a Redeeming Your Time book, Logic for Christians, The Coach Model for Christian Leaders, and one called Jesus CEO, basically like Jesus' wisdom for visionary leadership, Four Essential Keys to Effective Communication, Anywhere, The First Time Manager, and two um, of what I would call required reading. One's called The Bait of Satan by John Bevere, and it's all about offense and how it impacts you and your entire life. And that is actually required uh, reading for our nonprofit profit, uh, leadership. And also the book called Humility by Andrew Murray. Such a powerful read. And it goes deep, deep, deep. But it does a work that will manifest in every other area of your life, even professionally. So, okay, friends, bless you. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you are looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.